Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Supernatural fans, we are back. Well, I am back, and we're talking about episode 12 and 13 of Supernatural. Stay tuned! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hey everyone, welcome back to Supernatural After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Alexis Torres. You guys can find me all over social media at ATorres890. Sorry, I just had to do a dance break real quick because I love this song. Um, the reason I picked this song is because I need you guys to save me from these episodes because the first one was crazy, the second one was like, what twist? And I'm so glad that you guys are here to deal with that <laughs> with me. So um, don't forget to follow Lucretia Lion at Lucretia Lion and Shauna at D Shauna O all over the interwebs because they're awesome ladies and you should follow them. So let's get into these episodes because we have two to cover and it is insane. Um, so we have episode 12 first. Uh, which is pretty awesome. It's called Various Various and Sundry Villains. I hope I got that one right. But it's very cool because we have the redheaded queen back, which is Rowena. And I'm so happy that she's finally back in the show because I needed... <sighs> Guys, I have qualms. Just a little bit. Just little tiny qualms <laughs> that I need this song to help me, to save me from them. Because you guys know my issues with women on this show. We had we just had an episode two episodes ago with the uh, wait the the spinoff that we're going to be having the Wayward Sisters and how they're so great, but in this one we had two witch sisters that were really really cool and they want to bring back their mom, the Plum Sisters, but the other women in the show were just kind of like oh my god like we have to do this or. Or anything like that. And the fact that, okay, I'll, I'm going to wait. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back because I don't want to get angry with this. But also, again, I'm still happy that you guys are all here to live chat with me. Use the live chat to, sorry, I'm just reading the chat now. Uh, so chill for, yes, that's BTS. I am an ARMY fan. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm, like I was saying earlier, I'm really happy that Rowena is back because I needed that strong female back in the show because I wasn't really happy with the ladies in the show today. So, but we'll get into it. So, Plum Sisters are here. They're using a love spell to get what they need and they um, need to bring their mom back. Obviously, we didn't find that out until way later into the episode, but it, it was... I didn't know what they needed the book for. So, I didn't know if they were just using men to just... Um, to just kind of glaze over of like little things that they needed, but I was, but I also wasn't, I don't know. I feel like there wasn't enough of the Plum Sisters for me to like really understand what they were going for, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It was the Plum Sisters. I wanted more of them, but in a different way. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way with me, but either way, um, uh, Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm reading the chat now, and they're like, Rowena was in episode 12. And I'm like, yeah, I'm talking about that. Um, but uh, but anyway, so 
Um, Sam and Dean are obviously doing research to find Jack, and um, and the, they're having a hard time because obviously we know that Jack is in the apocalypse world with Mary, and they're trying to just you know figure out a way. But I can also tell in this episode that Sam is having a really hard time, which I'm glad that we brought up into the episode later because I feel like the boys are so down. And I think that's really cool that this season is actually kind of using the fact that these boys have been going through so much with their with their losses because this is probably not the first season but it's one of the few seasons that we have to deal with them just at uh, pretty much at a low you know and dealing with the fact that they can't find jack their mom's gone there's no hope which is very cool because we talk about that in episode 13 um with uh lucifer and hope so i like that it's kind of all working together i don't know i think it's really really cool So they're still trying to figure out what it is. They're also waiting for cast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. To update them, which we shoot over to Lucifer and Cass, where Lucifer's kind of losing it a little bit when it comes to um, wanting to get out, but also using Cass's grace and all that kind of stuff. Also, y'all, Dipper? Why? Why is that a name? <laughs> I was hoping maybe it was like a nickname for something, or maybe it was like some sort of inside joke for maybe the crew, or specifically, I don't know. I just, Dipper is not a very, what's the word, like, intimidating demon name, <laughs> so I was just like, do you dip your, do you dip your, the people in like acid or something, or what, I don't know. I was just thinking of like, the good place <laughs> in this episode of just the fact of like, there has to be a reason why you're called Dipper. That's what I need to know. Anyway, so, um, uh, where am I here? So, uh, so then we go into, um, uh, Lucifer saying that he just needs a little bit of his grace and he'll just get through it. Everything will be fine and it'll all be good. And, um, and Cass is just like, no, you don't need that. You just need to figure out another way to get your power is up. And of course, apparently insulting Lucifer is the only way to get his uh, mojo moving. And we can all, we can just kind of put Cass and Lucifer in now because their parts were kind of all over the place throughout the episode. So Cass realizes, or Lucifer realizes that if Cass gets him angry enough, he can use his powers because he was messing with that stick earlier and then he threw it up against the wall when Cass was talking about Jack. Now, obviously, Dipper comes back and starts messing with him because he hears... Cass saying all these weird things and realizes that Lucifer gets more power the more angrier he is. And they were able to break out. So I I thought that was genius. I love that they were working together for this split second and they had to fight off all these crazy demons and then they got out. This next part I was not anticipating, which was pretty much where they uh, Lucifer's at his end. He's losing his grace and he's kind of out of juice and he's just kind of like, I just need... Just need a little bit more from you, and I will be totally fine. And of course, Cass is not having it because he's sassy. Cass and was just like, "No, you can't have any of this." And he pretty much uh, they get into a fight. And I thought this was it because when he stabbed Lucifer in the stomach or the chest or anywhere in this region, I was like, "Oh, 
okay, so what now? Is he dead? Is it is it over? What's what's going on? But I know that obviously you can't do that because obviously his eyes would light up and everything would leave. So I knew that he wasn't dead, but I was very confused for a split second. But I also knew that Cass was also in trouble. So uh, Sassy Cass is the best Cass. I agree. AB, uh, ABK88. Um, so I just, it was interesting seeing that because I was just like, oh, so that's okay i guess uh, uh all right cool question mark i was like i guess i'll just put a pin in that for later because i would like to know what happens to to their dynamic after but anyway so Cass and lucifer have gotten out trying to figure out their own stuff now we can go back to the boys so dean goes out tries to get beer gets caught up with our plum sisters and of course just like like this just so quick uh, Dean falls into this love spell. Um, if you didn't see the beginning of the episode, the whole point was uh, there was a guy at a gas station. The girls use their love spell to get a hold of him. He kills the the Quickie Mart guy, and then he also dies by sledgehammer to the head. Fun. Um, but in this case, they use Dean to uh, get the book, which is what they needed, which is Rowena's book. And um, he just saw... I just love how he saunters in. Sam's doing all this research and, like, banging his head on the table, kind of like, oh, my God, I'm so tired, and I'm trying to figure out and trying to help. And Dean just like, I need this book. It's a gift for Jenny, and I can't wait to give it to her. And I was just like, what is happening? (laughs) And I love how Sam's just like, okay, you're acting kind of weird. I need you to give me the book back. And then just full on, just like right in the jaw, knocks him out. And he's like, oh, sorry, brother. And just like walks away. And in my head, I'm going, why? Why can't our boys just protect themselves? They have this tattoo. Why can't, why, why, why? And so as cringy as it was, I was okay with it because it was really funny to watch love struck Dean in this scenario. But at the same time, I was like, "Mm, you guys are too old for this. You should know better. Um, But of course, it wasn't his fault. So obviously, when he goes back to bring the book, um, Sam follows him. And I love how like she was like, he didn't bring the car. I wanted the car. And I'm like, girl, me too. (laughs) Um, But not obviously in this aspect. And of course, Sam shows up and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, give me that back. And of course, Dean like goes over there and like, he's like, you're going to shoot her? Like that face that he made when he was like, you're going to shoot her? The love of my life? And I was just like, oh my God, I can't with the Winchesters right now, y'all. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but oh my Lord. I was like, this is too much. Um... And of course they're fighting. They they take the book and they leave. And uh, Rowena shows up in those gorgeous heels and is just like, "Hello, boys!" And I was like, "Yay! Someone has to say it now because we don't have Crawley." And speaking of that scene when Rowena is talking to them in back at uh, base is what I call it, um, and she finds out about Fergus and and I forgot how she had no idea about Crawley since she was burned and smashed to smithereens, um, which was unfortunate. And I want to know what you guys think about this. So obviously she was very upset, which in my head I was like, okay, I understand that she was his mom, but she also was like, not necessarily around all the time. But I I love that she showed sadness because it is still her son even though they don't get along so i liked i did like that i just thought it was at first for a second i was like this seems out of place because i feel like you guys fight all the time but it's still your son either way even when he's dead like especially because that was the last of her family like that's it so i found that one she's an amazing actress so i was like crying with her i felt really bad but at the same time i was kind of like 
okay. <laughs> um, but then uh, we cut back for a split second when she when they were talking. We cut back to the Plum Sisters in the store. And I feel like I counted how many times they said like. I don't know if that was a character choice or if that's just how the actresses talk. But y'all, it was driving me crazy. They were just like, like, we can do this. And like, we can do that. You know what I mean? And I was just like, what? What is happening? I want you guys are such badass witches. Why are you acting so dumb? But again, I think that was a character choice, not, you know, obviously the actresses, but I was just like, oh, and then they had they had that moment with the store clerk and she's just like, are you going to pay for that? And I was like, what is happening? What is this scene right now? And they're just like, shut up, Brenda. You're such a bitch. And I was like, what is what is this scene? I need a scene where women can talk intelligibly to each other. In a setting. I just, I don't know. It hurt my soul. Um, uh, oh, uh, Deanna Hughes says she was so shocked and angry that he was gone and it finally hit her that he was dead and it was uh, like she couldn't believe how much it affected her. <laughs> Billie Jane. Also, they were blonde. <laughs> um, it was a lot, Casket fan. It was a lot. Because even, even in the scene where they were trying to resurrect her mom and they were kind of having like a cis powwow, there was a lot of likes in there too, especially from... Uh, not Jenny, but the other sister, which I can't remember her name. They said Jenny a lot in this episode, but I don't remember the other name. But it was, it just, uh, I felt like my brain was melting. Um, oh yeah, huge. The Bechdel test definitely failed in this episode, unfortunately. Um, the clerk was awesome, but I have, I will, I will go back to that in a second. So, uh, so of course, Rowena's like, I want to help you because I need this book. It has a spell in there that's supposed to help me. Uh, get all my powers back because I don't want to go through the same thing of Lucifer, you know, trapping me and then bashing my brains in and then burning me alive. I never want to do that again, especially the fact that she saw his real face or his real. Yeah, his real face. So it was again, I really loved this um, more vulnerable Rowena, but also knowing that she's like, I'm taking matters into my own hands because this is this is my body. This is um you know, I'm taking care of this. And I, if you guys are just going to sit around and not do what I need you to do, I'm going to do it myself. And I've always loved Rowena about like about that, about Rowena. So it's, it's really good to have her back and I can't wait to see. What else? Is it Jennifer Renji? That might make sense. I mean, I don't know. I was just like, Ugh. um, or Jamie. I don't know. Jamie and Jenny. Okay. Cause I heard Jenny first, but I didn't see, I didn't hear the other girl's name. And I thought that Joe, I thought they said Joe. And I was like, that's not, jensen ackles wife so she can't be joe i don't know what's happening so um either way um (laughs) they they decide rowena tells the boys that they're the only way they can find these girls is that you have to check around town and definitely ask more women than men because there's probably a lot of women who do not like these girls and i went Oh no, I hate this trope, but it's probably really true. And of course, Dean finds the clerk and she's, you know, and of course she admit, she goes through the stages of like, oh, let me guess, you're heartbroken and you want your heart back. Please tell me where these girls are. And then Dean goes, no, I want to pretty much like put them in, like not put them in the ground, but like I want to stop them. And the first thing she does, she just grabs, she goes mm, and grabs a receipt and starts writing information down. And I'm like, you don't know this guy. I mean, we know that Dean is a killer in his own right. But in my head, as another female going, okay, I know these girls are, are, are dumb sometimes. They're also very mean, and they're also very destructive. I get that. But I'm also assuming that Brenda doesn't know what they actually are, unless maybe she does. I have no idea. And she was just like, yeah, 
you want to take care of them, quotations, sure, here's their address, here's their phone number, their, their social security, all of it, just take it. And I'm just like, you, he could be a serial killer, he could be a rapist, you don't know, he's not, he might not be even a cop, it's just, you should, I don't know, because I also know that they're evil people, but at the same time, I'm like, you don't, you don't know, and I just, like, I, I had such a conflicting moment of, like, ugh, they're also, if you didn't know what they were, they could have been just human beings who were just terrible people, but also, oh, they are terrible people, and they're witches, and they're caught, they're just killing people, Oh, I was in the middle, it was, it was hard, um, uh, let me see, Renzi said, the actress that plays Jamie, I know from sci-fi, ooh, Ghost Wars, um, yeah, Jenny and Jamie, thanks, guys, um, so, she gives their information. Uh, Rowena comes over, and obviously they, we have that talk in the car of Rowena talking about how she's still scared and sees Lucifer's real face every time that she closes her eyes and she doesn't want to be that scared again. Sam finally reveals that he sees his face every night, and he has to deal with the fact of dealing with kind of like his depression a little bit of what happened or post, post-traumatic post stress disorder of that scenario and how it's haunting him. And how he understands where she's coming from. And then she gets out and she's like, I need, I just need a minute. And in my head, I'm going, this is Rowena we're talking about here. Of course, she'll need a minute, but you should like watch her, watch her like a hawk. But, you know, it, it, we have to move the story along. So, of course, she puts a spell on them. She takes, she sees the address, knows what it is and decides to go find the girls. She found them. And then we get that itty bitty twist of like, why did you take the book and did not call me or something like that? You know, why didn't you say anything? Also, I felt really bad for that um, the other clerk worker, the boy who was there, who was just innocent and just wanted to let Jenny know how much he loved her. And then he just bled to death in a chair. Oh, it was awful. And um, and how she made a deal with them. And they're like, well, you were taking too long and we wanted to do it ourselves. And I, 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 I appreciated them at that point in time of like, yeah, good for you that you want to do it on your own. But also, Rowena has been here longer. She is a badass witch who who has crazy powers. Just You don't even know how high her levels are. But instead, you decide to backstab her? Is that really a good choice? But again, I didn't say that these girls were really smart, which makes me really sad. Um, so, of course, they do bring back their mother. But there's something wrong with her, which if anybody watches anime, this reminded me of Full Metal Alchemist for a second, if anybody knows what that is. Um, if you don't know what it is, look it up. It's pretty close. <laughs> and how the mom was a zombie, and pretty much she was, like, attacking Rowena. And, and so Rowena, of course, running to the bathroom and, like, holding herself up so that she, you know, the zombie couldn't get in. The boys finally show up when they get rid of the spell that Rowena put on them and show up and just start fighting straight up. And, of course, I always feel bad because the boys are always getting beat up, but I also kind of enjoyed seeing them get beat up by a bunch of ladies. I was like, oh, you guys. <laughs> and, uh, but this part, like, I, my jaw was on the floor, was when Rowena finally was able to kill their mother. And in my head, I was like, okay, if your mother was just killed again, I would be like, you know, because they were still on, like, holding the boys down when Rowena had the gun and shot the mom in the head. But in my, in my head, I was like, if my mom was just shot in front of me, I would have been like, push myself off the boys, go over there and start, like, running over. But instead, they were still kind of holding the boys down. Rowena does a spell, and then they slowly back off. And then she takes control of them does another spell, and this is the part that I was, my jaw was on the floor. I thought she was going to 
backstab them and have them try to go after Sam and Dean again, but with this time no restraints. But instead, Rowena decides to have them kill each other with no... Oh, that was insane. I don't know how anybody else felt about that scene, but that was nuts watching them stab and like just rip each other apart. Like it was, it was nuts. And I, it was really funny because my husband was watching with me and he was just like, oh, oh. And I was like, yay, supernatural really knows how to get you in. And it was crazy. And it just really showed like, you don't mess with Rowena. You just, you just don't. And the fact that she's doing this at like half power level, like it's not even her full potential. She's so scary, but she's so cool at the same time. And that's what I want in my in my ladies of Supernatural. Like, she's just, oh, she's the bomb.com. Anyway, so she reveals, of course, she's like, I'm not, I was like, I just, that's the whole point of me showing you that I didn't want to betray you. I want, I just wanted what I needed. I need this spell. I need it. You understand more than anybody, Sam. I need this. And I knew immediately, I was like, Sam's going to give her the page, at least the page. And because, especially because he was still turned when he gave her the book and she walked off, I was like, she has that spell, please. And I love the reveal after when they get back to base and he open Dean opens up the book and is like, there, that page is ripped out right there. Why did you, why do you do this? She's not our friend. But I love that Sam goes, I understand what she's going through. I understand that she's scared and she just needs something to help her along with it. And if she does decide to double cross us, triple cross us again, uh, I will hunt her myself. And I was like, respect, sir. Good for you. And that's pretty much how the episode ended with Rowena sitting there and she unlocked her full powers, which that I don't know how, if anyone else got goosebumps. But that last scene or that last shot of her where the room goes completely dark from all the candles being blown out and it's just her eyes growing like glowing blue. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so cool. And and it also reminded me of like Game of Thrones kind of. I was like, is she going to bring all the White Walkers back? Is that what's happening? Uh, um, and it was just oh so cool. And I like wanted to rewind that shot over and over and over. So if there's a gif of that, someone please put it, send it to me on Twitter because I, oh, Ghostbaps. Oh, so cool. Um uh, I'm trying to look at hashtag badass Rowena. Heck yeah. Sam had no idea what he released. I also agree, Deanna, because I'm a little scared of it. But I'm also like hoping because Sam helped her that maybe crossing my fingers, maybe that she will be helpful. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, Sam, you, you guys know how Sam is. He he tends to just be kind of like, I look for the best in people, even if they're the worst and they've tried to kill us several times. I'm like, yeah, but Rowena's like that wild card where sometimes she'll be super, super helpful and there are other times where she's just like, nah, I'm just here for my own benefit. But uh, anyway, so Rowena's back. She's doing great. She looks great. I'm, a hap- I'm happy. So dang happy. Um, anyway, so let's talk about episode 13 really quickly because we're running out of time. We're talking about Devil's Bargain. So um, Cass is wandering through the forest again, just bloody and dirty and he's just like somebody help me and then we get two boys who find his body and i love how he's just like <gasps> like he comes back to life and they're just like can we talk about how the fact that they were like running away because like oh my god a body came back to life but then at like the very tail end you can kind of see them in the background and they're just kind of jogging <laughs> you know like oh no we're trying to run away but we don't know how far in the shot we are <laughs> and i thought that was really really funny um So when they showed this part in the next part of this episode of Cupid um, helping out this couple, which in my head I was like, you just ruined, like this baker who walks out and catches this rollerblader 
and drops this wedding cake on the ground. I was like, do you know how much time and effort went into this wedding cake? And you just you just plain ruined it. Like, because it wasn't hers and it wasn't his. It was a client's wedding cake. And now he has to start all over or if he even cares because now he found the one. I just, I don't know. Oh, uh, Billie Jean 24, Jensen, Jensen's wife and Mark Pellegrino in the hotel room looked weird. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, I have so I, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought this. Oh my god, that's that entire thing. I was just like, why did we bring her on here? Just oh, so gross. Anyway, so Cupid showed up and I was like, oh, it's a Cupid episode. Cool. No, Cupid was in there for like what, maybe a minute or two, and then died because Lucifer needed his grace. Oh, oh Lord. I was like, what is happening? Um, and, uh, Lucifer is also going through withdrawal pretty much, and he's feeling what humans feel, which is hunger, cold, loneliness, you know, and things like that. And I thought that was really, really cool, but also felt really bad. And I thought for sure he was going to kill that homeless kid that he was sitting next to and take his money. I thought that's what he was going to do, but I guess because he already used, uh, his power to kill Cupid, he was probably obviously running low, excuse me, and... Um, he decided he was just going to do what this homeless kid was doing, which was to to beg for money, um, but in a very Lucifer way, which is just to yell at people, give me money! <laughs> um, but uh, if we cut back to Asmodeus, or Amadeus, as I've been calling him, um, he's upset because Lucifer and Cass are out, um, and he tells Ketch, like, we need to find them, plan B, like, we need to just... We need to figure out where they are and bring them back or just kill them. Just kill them and we don't have to worry about it because he's not, I don't need him anymore. I need him to die is what I need. Um, and especially because Lucifer's trying to fill up his grace tank and we, he's like, I don't want, because we're, we're pretty much all dead if he decides to do that. So, yikes. Um, Lucifer hangs out with that new guy, which I don't even know if we got a name. If anybody got, knows the name, put it in the chat. The name of our homeless guy. They go to a dumpster, and of course, like, he gets excited when he's like, you want to get some food? And then realizes that they're dumpster diving for food. And uh, he learns some information that a woman, a healer, is healing people all over town, and you have to pay a good amount of money to do it. And uh, he's saving up so that he can heal his leg. And I'm really glad he didn't kill this kid. I, I was I was super happy about it because I thought that it was going to happen so he could take the money and go see Sister Joe, which I was super excited to see her because this is obviously Mrs. Ackles. Um, so I'm really happy that, one, she's a recurring role because I was scared that she was just going to be a one-off. But I'm really glad she's going to be in the rest of the series or at least in a few more episodes in the series. I'm very happy about that. Um, but Sister Joe pretty much is a healer, a.k.a. she's the angel um, NIL. And I found out that she is also, she's not, I don't know if she's an archangel, but she's something else. I couldn't remember what it was because I did research on it of like what she is. And I think she was either one of the the horsemen or something like that. Like, she's a pretty powerful angel. So when things started to happen um, after, gosh, I don't even remember when the fall was. But when that happened, she was pretty much just like, yeah, I'm just going to be here because I'm a businesswoman. And I'm going to make money and heal people because there's nothing else better to do. And I'm good with it. Um so, uh, oh, sorry, I'm looking at the thing. Lucifer managed to kind of find a girlfriend. 
It was Jensen's wife. It's weird. Yes, I agree. Um, how does one angel able to replenish its grace faster? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think if you look up Angel NIL, there's some crazy backstory. And like I said, I don't remember if she's like a powerful archangel or if she's like one of like the horsemen. I just, I can't quite remember which one it was. Um, yeah, season eight, the fall. Thank you. Um, Oh, she was a lower angel. Oh, she's a low-level angel. See, I mean, I'm look- I looked it up because of the fact that I was looking up the name NIL, but maybe she is a low-level angel. I have no idea. Because I don't know if it's completely the same for history or for whatever than to that. But clearly she's powerful enough because she has enough grace to do it. Because even when Cupid had just a little tiny bit of his grace taken, he he pretty much was just kind of out of it and everything like that. But he's been taking a lot, not like a huge chunk of it, but there's a good amount of grace that he was taking, and he seemed fine. But I don't know if it's different because there's some weird sexual tension happening there. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Love sassy Sister Joe. I agree. She was a bottom pusher. Yeah, her job was like pushing the bottom. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I looked it up and there was some other crazy story that, that like that name went with, but I could be wrong. Either way. This character, Sister Joe, she's clearly just someone who's just wasn't doing well. And she's like, now I'm doing great. I'm making money. I'm healing people. It's really nice. And I was like, hey, good for you. Um, and so he finds her. They strike a deal together. And that she's like, hey, you don't have to kill me and take all my grace in one blow. Why don't you just take little by little and I'll help you. And, of course, you know, Lucifer can't, you know, t- turn down a good deal like that where he's getting stuff. And all he has to do is just kind of hang out with her at this point. So... Good for her. Um, yes, I agree, Renji. Clyde found his uh, Bonnie. I thought that was very interesting, and I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, I don't know if anybody else has a weird inkling that he that she might actually betray him later, because we kind of saw a little bit of it, maybe, in this episode, but we'll see. So, of course, they leave, because um, after he takes her grace, which I was like, yo, you were way too close to her neck. Like, I understand that you're trying to take her grace, but I felt like it was, like, right up on there. I was like, what is happening? Um, and she goes, how did you know where to find me? Did somebody, like, does anybody know that you're here? And that was when, obviously, um, oh, I guess we didn't talk about Sam and Dean. So Sam and Dean pretty much are trying to figure out where to find Lucifer, because Cass is finally back, told them that it wasn't him who was talking to him. It was um, Osmodeus, and, uh, or Amadeus, uh, and uh, he he says that he got out by the skin of his teeth, and he needs to find Lucifer. Um and they get they bring Donatello back. Um, so he needs him to read the uh, demon tablet, which I thought was really, really cool that we're bringing that back since Kevin Tran was reading the God tablet uh, in the other world um, to see if they can find a rift or find a way in to go save mom and Jack. So, of course, uh, Donnie's like, I need chicken wings ASAP. Uh, if you're going to have me do this, like, right now. <laughs> um, and he, uh, so they go out, and they do some research, and that's when they find Cupid's body, and then they also find the homeless guy, and he's like, yeah, we had a nice chat, and he went to go see Sister Joe because I told him about it. They show up, nobody's there, because Sister Joe and Lucifer are now in some weird motel, just gracing it up, apparently, because that was... That was weird. <laughs> so I'm really... Yes, it did seem like a moment for sure. Oh, 
Jazz says, um, Haniel, uh, joy of God, Hebrew grace of God, is also known as Aniel. Haniel or Aniel is the angel of Jewish lore and analogy. It is often included in lists of being one of the seven archangels. Thank you, Jazz. See, I, I, guys, I wasn't crazy. I'm just saying. Um, but yes, I love that Kevin Tran was back. I really hope that he comes back in later episodes i would assume so because if we have to go back to apocalypse world he'll have to come back for something but i loved having him back i also love having donatello back and we'll obviously get into our big reveal at the very end of the episode so they're back to uh, this motel and some just really really weird sexual tension and in my head maybe it's because we know that it's jensen's wife we're like oh this is really weird but at the same time it's like She's playing a character, so obviously Jensen, I'm assuming he's okay with it, because he's like, oh, she's acting, because, I mean, Jensen had to hit on women all the time in the in the beginning, so, eh, but it, I guess because it's her first episode that we're seeing, it's just kind of like, oh, alright. <laughs> so, I don't know, I thought it was weird, I was like, so are you guys, like, a thing now, or is it just, like, a an angel thing, where it just seems like the, like, you know, getting your grace from somebody who's also on your same playing level. Like, not playing level as in, like, um, angel level, but the fact that they both are on the same thinking level that maybe, I don't know, it just, it seemed like there was some weird tension, sexual tension, just out of nowhere, out of left field. But then they have this really cute moment, um, uh, cute quotes, um, that they're on the bed and they're talking about, you know, how Lucifer was saying that he didn't want to feel cold and hungry ever again. And she was talking about the fact that people here that she heals are sad and and alone or hurt or feel pain. Um, But there is always this sense of hope in the very background. And they go through all those emotions and talk about that. And then Lucifer goes, I think that this will be... A good opportunity to finally um, get back our grace and find a bigger plan. And I thought that was really, really interesting because I wasn't expecting this next part um, and how easy it was attainable for Lucifer. So obviously they find the hotel because Sister Joe used her credit card somewhere because she didn't think, even though she knew that someone was following her, possibly, she was like, I'm just going to use, I'm going to use my card. It's fine. No one's going to know. And uh, they track her to this to that weird motel. Um, they pretend to be the people up front, or Sam does, and tries to use that as leverage to get um, her out. They, you know, and her acting was really, really great. The character Joe, where she was like, "Oh, yes, he's here, and you know, um, he's holding me against my will. You got to help me," kind of thing. I mean, like not specifically in those words, but that they knew that they were gonna jump in and help her, and of course. Lucifer should have caught on to this like first on when she goes Lord Lucifer I was like she's never called you that before but I love how Lucifer's like oh I like that and I was like why would she ever use that she's never used it before why would she just all of a sudden uh, dumb boys sometimes um anyway so he opens the door obviously Sam and Dean are there Castiel is there and he they're like we you're you're coming with us and and trying to stop him pretty much and joe just jumps into action takes out what was it sam first and or sam and dean i think and um lucifer takes out Cass. they get into a crazy fight and oh i forgot to bring up obviously back at sister joe's place catch is there because um Asmodeus uh, sent him to be like hey I need you to go find Lucifer and kill him. So they meet they find him at Sister Joe's place but also also because he's like we should strike a deal we should work together and of course I feel like all of us were in the same boat and we were like no 
this is not a good idea. You tried to kill us earlier. No. And he's like, but I saved you. And it's like, "Mm, no. (laughs) And so he shows up again at the hotel and tries to use this bomb thing to capture them. But um, Joe and Lucifer leave just like a hair of a second before that thing went off. And sadly enough, it did not help. Um, uh, Yeah, everybody was turned off. Sister Joe and Lucifer bed scene, but good luck. Character development for Lucifer. He's actually worried about being a good dad. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. But I'm also, ex- I'm very excited to see what he would do with Jack, if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, oh, she never tossed Dean. Okay, well, I, I don't remember who. I thought it was Sam that she, like, like pushed up against the wall. I can't remember. Um, but yes, I agree. He does need to go. Uh, will we ever see good angels again? Probably not. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but... Uh, it was crazy seeing Cass being like thrown up against that mirror. That was in, that was nuts. Um, so Catch, you know, comes in and he's like, "We just we, you guys clearly need my help, and we we have a we have us we have the same enemy. We should just do this together." And of course, the boys kind of left it kind of open ended at that point in time. Even though they're like, when they go back to base, they're kind of like, "We don't have really a choice," you know. We're we're up, you know, we're up at our ends right now and we don't have any help. So if Ketch is willing to help, maybe we should take him up on their offer. And it's just so tough. And Cass is just like, so what are we going to do? And they're like, I guess we'll take him up on his offer. And they're like, well, what if he backstabs us? And then, of course, we have that moment of like uh, Dean cocking back the gun. And I was like, and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, all right. But I love that Cass also rolled his eyes, too. I thought that was really funny where he's like, all right, <laughs> we get it. Um, but we also get a very interesting factor where Donatello... Okay. Donnie. Why did Donnie leave base by himself to go get chicken wings? Why can't he wait? I understand that he was probably really hungry and he really needed something to help him because he's doing a lot of work and things like that. But don't leave. Don't go by yourself. Like, you just... You don't do that. Do we not have E24 yet or Grubhub? Like, can't order takeout something or tell the boys to bring some back really quickly? I don't know, man. I was just like, don't leave. Don't do this. <laughs> you don't know what's out there. And of course, when um, as um, Asmodeus found found out from one of his lackeys that they found the prophet, he turned into Cass and told him, you know, that you need. Well, he changed back into himself, but he was like, you know, you need to tell me the what information you get as soon as you get it. And and of course, Donnie, who's you know vulnerable, is like, sure. And I love we have that moment, cause especially because me and the girls have been talking about it, where he takes a piece of the chicken, smells it, and he's like, ugh. And I was like, ma, because we always call him the colonel, but he doesn't like chicken. Oh, I love it. Um, I mean, true, he doesn't have a soul, but I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just like, don't leave him by himself. <laughs> give him lots of food. Just give him lots of sustenance. Give him something in the, in the, in the base so that he doesn't have to leave. Like, he would have Donnie died. What then? What if it was just like, oh, we're just going to kill him so that they can't use him? You never know. I just, oh, it's little things. Um, so uh, so now the boys are now going to have to team up with Ketch. Um, we get Lucifer and Joe meeting up with the other angels, and he gives them a deal of like, hey, here's, here's my deal. If you guys team up with me and let me be your new ruler, because I can make more angels, I'll give you guys your wings back and new angels, and we can just take over from here. And they they took it. They just were like, oh, my God, that sounds great. And now he's back in heaven because the big guy's gone. And he's just he's going to run it now. 
I don't know how I don't know how you guys feel about that. I'm kind of like, okay, this is gonna be interesting because I want to see now if that means that all the angels are completely corrupt, if they will fight back and maybe like, no, I'm not gonna follow his rule, you know, things like that. So I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. And also, we have another trick up um, uh, a sleeve with um, Amadeus with his thing where he shows catch the archangel blade. And he goes, well, in lore, you can't kill another archangel unless an archangel is wielding the blade. And then we get the coolest thing where he goes into a a locked up cell, opens up the door and goes, "Uh, Mr. Ketch, may I introduce you to? And then, of course, I had no idea who it was when it happened. When he brought his head up and the light shone like right here, I was like, no, they brought Gabriel back for the... And so... I'm so excited to see where this is going to go. I'm also really sad about Gabriel because his mouth is sewn up like like Deadpool style. And I'm like, oh, poor baby. And I'm just, oh, oh, my God. The season just got, that was a huge twist that I was not anticipating. I don't know if anybody else was thinking about it, but whoa, whoa. I agree, Renji. Um, I don't know where Chuck is and what he's doing because I think he's with his sister, right? Um, but you, you need to go back and you need to figure this out. Get it, get it together. Your kids are all over the place. Um, I did. I definitely thought it was it was going to be our Michael, but I was like, "There's no way he's dead, right? Like he's gone." But oh, oh, so cool. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so happy that Gabriel's back. That is insane. Um, uh, thank you, Billie Jean girl. Um, yeah, I would. I just oh, oh, I'm like still kind of like because i just rewatched the episode so i'm just like oh my god that's so cool but anyway so for predictions i don't have many at this point Buzz um, tv predictions, predictions. Uh, i don't have many at this point uh i'm very intrigued to see what they do with uh gabriel's character and how he's going to be used because clearly he's been going through some stuff from what we saw um oh it's gonna be nuts i definitely think rowena's gonna come back and help in some way shape and form or just take over i don't really know how she's gonna do it but it's gonna be insane um i think that sister joe is going to betray lucifer in some way shape and form so that she can be the head because it makes sense if she was like the lowest of the low when she was up in heaven i can totally see her trying to take over and maybe trying to run things herself that would be cool but also very interesting to see if she succeeds um I'm hoping that we get to see more of the apocalypse world with Kevin Tran and Mary Winchester and Jack and see, like, how they're doing. Is Bobby Singer going to be showing up again? I don't know. Um, And I also want the Wayward Sisters to come back and help out in some way, shape, and form. Because um, even though I know they're having a spinoff, I would like for them to come back. Just, like, just one episode. One more for me. Because that episode was so cool. So I wouldn't mind having them back. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of players on the field right now. And I'm very intrigued to see what could happen because there's so many different ways it can go so tell me your predictions down in the comments below or tweet at me or lucretia lion or shauna and let us know what you guys think of the next few episodes i believe we're off for a little bit so we'll keep you updated as the episodes continue so definitely no episode next week so definitely check in for that uh i'm trying to read through more stuff now that's what I want to know is, hey, you Chuck, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys think that Chuck's going to come back? Do we think that, like, God's just out of the picture and he's just letting his kids run amok? I don't know. Uh, I'm very ex- I'm very excited um, to see where it goes. But anyway, 
Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and letting me babble about these two episodes because they were awesome and I cannot wait for the show to come back. I'm Alexis Torres. You guys can find me all over social media at ATORES890. That's A-T-O-R-E-S-890. And we will see you when the show comes back. And again, keep uh, keep track of us. Uh, Lucretia Line at Lucretia Line and Shauna at D Shauna O. Uh, you guys are all wonderful, beautiful people. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And if you're not into that, just show some love to your friends and family because they deserve it too. And we will see you guys when the show comes back. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, the views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.